Regardless of how we find ourselves in the world of divorce, the one thing we have complete control over is how we behave from here on out. We have two choices. One is to remain stuck in the stories, the anger and pain. And the other is to take a breath, adjust our sail to the wind, and work harder than ever before to create a new story for our children, for ourselves, and for the world around us. It's your choice, your work, but I'll be in your corner. Welcome to In Your Corner Divorce Podcast. My name is Carly Israel, and I am your host. Jade Bianca, um, I'm so happy to have you here. Will you introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, Carly. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be on your podcast. Um, my name is Jade Bianca. I'm the founding and dating coach um, of Dating After Divorce. Uh, we're a dating service for primarily divorced men who are looking to get back into the dating field. Um, I also work with men that have been single for a while, as well as a few, uh, a handful of women as well. Um, so I'm just really excited to be here and talk to you today. I am too. And I love that dating after divorce spells dad, which is so cool. You're so lucky about that. Yeah. I like that so too. You tell, and one of the things that you wrote down about yourself is mm-hmm. about providing divorced men with effective tools, communication, and insight to find a worthwhile partner. What a breath of fresh air that is. Thank <laughs> you so much. Before we get into that, I just want to know how you got to the place where this was your deal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I have a lot of family members and friends that were going through divorces, uh, male and female, and I felt like there was a lot of support um, for women um, going through this really hard time, but not as much for men. And um, I found it really important because, as you can understand, going from uh, being married for a long time to getting back into this world, that is the dating culture, that is swipe culture, um, it's kind of like culture shock. Uh, and so I, I found myself very um, empathetic to the situation and also like a good liaison because I felt like a lot of the advice for men was very like playboy Casanova. Um, this is how you get a woman to, to sleep with you. This is how you get what you want. But like when push comes to shove, those aren't what makes a good relationship. And um, instead of like falling back into old habits that you might have uh, as a bachelor, um, I wanted to work as a liaison between men who are recently single and also the female perspective is kind of what it was lacking. I am so grateful for that. And before we started recording, you know, like I, I literally just got off of a really awful collaboration call with two men that are guiding men who have in divorce, post-divorce. And the gist of it is that they're really angry And they talk about women in a way that's really harmful. And I think that what you're providing is so valuable because if the men you're working with want to be in a relationship that's successful, they need to understand the other person. And none of them have been in the dating world for a long time, right? Mm -hmm, right. And they need to understand one of the things I do is we, we walk through the things that are blocking them and we let go of their old stories so they can focus on the kind of person they want to be today. And mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you about that worthwhile partner. Do you do anything with them when you start working with them to figure out what that looks like for them? Oh yeah, absolutely. So all of my clients, um, there's different services that we offer, but specifically all of them go through our four-part workshop. 
And basically we take them from uh, the nitty gritty of like evaluating what has worked in the past, what hasn't, what their ideal person is. Also that ideal person probably doesn't exist. So it's what concessions mm -hmm. might be made, what are deal breakers um, and kind of what they're looking to, to do to grow kind of what they bring to the table, what they're looking for someone else. And that kind of allows them to take a step back and, and reevaluate things. Cause I mean, as we know, divorce sucks. It's a slap in the face. It's, it's very difficult, but it's also a chance for both sides to take a step back and reevaluate where they are, what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong. And yeah, I love my clients. Divorcees you, have so much to give. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. Will you tell me, you mentioned the word deal breakers. Do yeah. you have any deal breakers when working with your clients about like, like what if one of them said something that is a deal breaker and you just feel like value wise, like that's going to take you down the wrong road. Do you ever help guide them that way? Um, I definitely try and be open-minded. Um, I think especially professionally wise, people might come from very different um, religious, uh, cultural backgrounds. Um, and just because what they're saying I don't agree with doesn't mean that they, I m won't be able to provide them with an alternate view, which is essentially why I'm here, right? Yes. Like the reason why they're seeking a dating coach is because whatever they're doing isn't working. And it takes a lot of, um, a lot of guts to say, hey, can I, can I get help? And so, Luckily, my clients haven't <laughs> provided anything too extreme um, because they are taking that that step too. Right, and they want help, and they're asking a woman for help, so that says a lot. Yeah. Are there any deal breakers you can share with us, like typical deal breakers people say, or things that they're, or something on the other side that they're looking for? Like, what are most men looking for post divorce? Do they want a real relationship? That's a great question. Um, I typically find that when I am having the like initial interview with my male clients is that they're not quite sure what they're looking for, yeah. um, which is totally okay. Like going through that trauma of a divorce, you're, you're allowed to be unsure. Um, but I typically tell men to go through a process. And also one of those is going out with someone that is the complete opposite of your ex. Um, not just looks wise, but kind of just personality traits. That is such a good idea. Yeah, because I mean, you've grown, you've changed and you could be potentially like, uh, exiling someone who is your person just because your ex-wife was a blonde cheerleader. And that's the only type of thing that you think you like. <laughs> right. Right. I love um, that. Yeah. But for deal breakers, I try, I think I have to slowly break my um my clients into a different type of more broad mindset because some people think like certain ages are off limits or um you know certain lifestyles or location like being 20 minutes outside of your location is not really going to make <laughs> the thing right um, but for women i think some of my women, female clients um it's always height <laughs> is it yes. can i say something about that yes please so my husband was six, two uh -huh. and my, I'm remarried and my current husband is five, six and okay. I'm five, four. Yes. Um, and I've got to tell you, he, so before pre Carly way before would have been like, I only want someone who's tall. Right. Yeah. And if I would have gone on a dating site, I would have literally missed the love of my life. Exactly. I, 
because of a couple of inches. Like I would have literally, I would have put in a parameter that would have excluded him. Mm-hmm. And um, we actually fell in love before we ever physically were in each other's company, even though I knew he was, you know, not as tall, mm-hmm. but we fell in love at every single level. We'd never touched before. We fell in love mentally, spiritually, emotionally, friends, everything. And when I physically met him for the first time, I was thrown off, even though I knew about his height. And I remember saying to one of my girlfriends who like got me, I was like, I don't know what to do. And she's like, she like went through all the things. She's like, so you, is he your favorite person? I'm like, oh my God. Yes. She's like, do you trust him? I'm like, he's the best person I've ever known. She's like, do you think that you guys would have chemistry? I'm like, oh my God, it's ridiculous. She went through all the things. Like, is he a good father? All these things. And she's like, so you're willing to walk away potentially from the love of your life because of a couple of inches. Right. And I was like, that's ridiculous. And so I love that you said that. No, I think that's great. I think also as women, we need to step back and be like, what, as you said, does that really like make a deal, break a deal? When we're laying in bed, it does not matter <laughs> at all. It actually is to our benefit. Um, <laughs> tell me something. So how come you do have women clients? Because it's usually dad, you know, dating yeah. after divorce or men, but so women just still want to, your help anyways. Yeah, I think that, um, so I, my main focus is, is males. Um, but I think women come to me because they kind of see me as the person in between, like the ones that know a little bit better, like what women, um, are looking for and what men are looking for as well. And so having that in between, as opposed to only dealing with women, um, I feel like it's kind of an advantage. I do too. I I'm seeing like a growth (laughs) here. I'm seeing like a massive double growth here yeah it's interesting um what you're saying for deal breakers though and just speaking um overall about like women having stereotypes and men having stereotypes I think that unfortunately we kind of paint the other side as like bitter when in actuality each person is different and um each of us have things to be bitter about but just um like what we bring to the table is all different so I think that everyone just needs to like be a little bit more calm and uh, laid back about dating. (laughs) I agree with you so much. And that is why, and I actually don't think one side is more bitter than the other. I think, and the example I gave earlier was just like a slap in the face of, Oh my God, I can't believe that's out there, but I do know that's out there, that kind of perspective. But the people that I work with that end up working with you, because I get them when they're a mess and you get them when they're hopefully not as much of a mess is they're genuinely good people who's, love story didn't work out for whatever reason again that reason is not the subject that we're focusing on Mm -hmm. it's about what do you want in your life like what kind of life do you want going forward it didn't work out so what's next and my question for you is what are you seeing that the men you're working with do want and i'm not talking about like looks i'm talking about like what do they want in a partner typically Yeah, well, that's a great question. Also, I think a lot of people, the process in between is you have to fix your own house before you fix your houses. Thank you. Which is why I actually, I'm sorry for interrupting. I want to tell you something. I used to do what you're doing and now I just do co-parenting and divorce. And I used to um, work with people to get to a place where they could be with somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, I just want to only focus on this issue because it's so massive. And I want to let like you, the experts do the, you know, the, the coupling up. And I had one person that was like, I would like to hire you for both. I want you to do divorce. Help me get through my divorce and help me find a person. And which one do we start first? And I was like, back up. Like (laughs) if you hate your ex and you have all these things you're saying and you're a total mess, 
I don't think you're necessarily ready to go down the path of I'm ready to find my new partner. Like, and so I agree with you. We need to start with dealing with the mess and then I hand them over to Jade. So (laughs) let's say that they've dealt with their mess. What is it that you're finding that they're finding they want? Yeah. I mean, after they reevaluate their life choices and seeing what they want um, when it comes down to it, I think it's just, um, to be honest with yourself, if you're not over your ex, you need to take some time. I think that there's a, um, that's so good. I think, especially for men, like a coping, uh, mechanism comes from one or two ways. The divorce might've been like a source of lack of intimacy, both physical and emotional. And so a lot of times men try and cope with that through, um, like sexual, um, endeavors. And so I usually have one or two clients, either ones that are playboys that are like bouncing back through a a bunch of casual sex or ones that are getting no sexual attention and are becoming bitter and angry towards women. Um, But the ones that are getting all the sexual attention kind of become like voided. And so they both have to, they're looking for someone to fill in that void that was their divorce. Mm -hmm. So it just takes a little bit more handholding for those people. <laughs> Do you have any like rules or guidelines for them about what they should definitely never do if they really want to have a relationship like in their dating life? Um, I don't have any. The only rules that I really have per se for my clients is to be ready to show up and to do work. Like there's no grow- growth without like vulnerability. There's no growth without putting in the work. And otherwise you're just going to continue making the same mistakes within relationships. And so um, that's pretty much the only thing I require. I'm not one of those dating coaches that's like, don't kiss until the third date. Right. um, I do because I work primarily with males um, and also the Me Too movement is a wonderful and amazing thing. Um, But I think that especially a lot of the older men who are recently single and getting back and they're like, worried about consent not being what they thought it was. And so I try and do my best to, to communicate everything I know about consent and also to uh, ensure that it's a safe environment for both parties. Do you, what struggles do you see dating post-divorce? I know one of them you mentioned was not being over the ex. What other struggles do you see your clients dealing with getting back out there? Yeah, um, I mean, as I said, kind of either having a lot of sexual partners or, or none at all. Um, I think a lot of my clients have had issues just with dating apps as well, because I don't know if you know that most men take uh, horrible selfies or like, or <laughs> <It's true. laughs> I tell my husband, I'm like, and you know what they don't know? Because my husband lives in another state, so we send each other a lot of fun pictures. Okay. He doesn't understand that women typically, I'm not going to speak for all women, but I'm going to mm-hmm. at least speak for myself and the people I know. Mm-hmm. We don't like the same images that they do. Yeah. Like we like like mystery, a little bit of a muscle in a moment mm-hmm. and like some do some filters and a little bit of black and white action. They want like full on visual of everything. And we're not like that. And so I'm like, I love you, but those pictures are doing zero things. (laughs) 
So do you help them with their um, profile pictures? Yeah, that's one of the services that I offer just because um, there are so many rough profiles out there. And so, yeah, I'll take over a, a profile. That's more later on um, yeah. after like the four workshops. Um, we also do mock dates too. I love this. Tell everybody about this. Yeah, so our mock date is basically for an individual who's just kind of uncertain about the dynamics of, of a normal date now. I mean, honestly, things have changed a lot. And so we go through like talking subjects, things that are okay to bring up that aren't okay to bring up. And Wait, then, pause. Tell me what's not okay to bring up. Um, on a first date. Of course. <laughs> um, bad mouthing your ex. Yeah, so you shouldn't say she's a horrible person on date one. <laughs> Yeah, even if your ex-wife is a snake in the grass, do not yeah. tell your date that. <laughs> good, good. What else? Um, um, I think getting it so like into very controversial, um, controversial uh, opinions. I think that politics are amazing, but I also think that unless you have both expressed that interest, it could potentially be very uh, polarizing. Right. <laughs> But here's my question, especially in our political ugh, atmosphere, yeah. for me, it would be a deal breaker. That would be a deal breaker. Like the, us being at separate political parties because of this specific race would be, I would want to know that, right? Like I would have already looked at their profile to make sure like they don't have like a MAGA hat in like, you know what I mean? So like, is that not important or do they know that already? So here's the thing that I advise my clients is if they feel, there are some people that feel very passionately about politics as you do, as yeah. I personally do as well. Yeah. Um, but there are other people that are kind of indifferent. And so what I do say that if it is something that is a make it or break uh, deal breaker for you, that that's something that you should probably have a conversation about before. Before there's uh, even a date. Before there's even a date. And one thing that like, obviously COVID is a huge catastrophe but yeah. one thing about um COVID from the dating perspective is that I think it's also given people a lot more opportunity to get to connect to somebody um like on an emotional and like verbal level as opposed to physical attraction because yes there needs to be physical attraction at the end of the day but you also that it's not going to have longevity to it I have a client for you. I'm going to send them to you. But after that, um, I want you to know that I actually agree with you. And I think that it's a gift that COVID is a blessing in this sense, because now we really have a chance to look each other in the eyes on, you know, virtual life, whatever that's going to look like and talk. Yeah. Because for me, that was the difference for me in my current relationship was that because we were not physical, we got to know who each other was and especially for me as a woman, once the physical comes into the picture, it really changes things. And mm -hmm. I can't really, I feel more connected then in a way that I can't control. So I need it to be real here, right here, back and forth. So do you have clients do virtual dates before they do real dates? Yeah, I always recommend that um, to do the virtual date first, especially with the client. So it's like the political and, and yes. uh, pandemic client. Um, so like since March, I've recommended everyone have at least one or two uh, virtual dates. Um, what does virtual dating look like? <laughs> I always say to do it on Zoom because you can use a filter. 
I didn't know you could use a filter on Zoom. Oh, girl, I'll show you. I oh mean, you God, cool, but it just helps a little bit. I am in desperate need because you're here glowing and I'm like, oh my goodness, my concealer. Yeah. Um, but I mean, obviously not an over filter the way that a lot of people, that yes. is a complaint of a lot of my clients is that they don't actually know for sure the person that they're speaking to on like dating apps or like Instagram because there are so many unicorn sparkly filters that you're using. Um, That's so yeah. funny. <laughs> Um, I'm so excited about what you're doing. Well, you mentioned that you do a four part workshop. Is that what you yeah. said? Will you tell us about that? Yeah, definitely. So it starts off by them telling me about their past relationships and kind of what worked and what didn't work. Um, from there we go and figure out what their ideal partnership looked like. Um, after that, we talk about what would be okay to, to concede, say that, there are certain things that you can't negotiate on, you know, like if you are passionate about starting a family and that other person isn't, that's something that you should probably stick to. A or, huge deal. Yeah. yeah. Or if religion's very important to you, then you probably aren't going to like have a great long-term relationship with someone who, who is agnostic or, or atheist. And so I think compatibility is something that we, as we get older and dating, is something that we're more honest about, but also it makes our selection pool seem a lot smaller. But I don't think that's a negative thing. No, um, I either. But. Yeah, I mean, when I was in playwriting, I remember our professor told us that the more restrictions that were given before we started a project, the more rich and beautiful the project's going to be because we're doing it out of very specific parameters. And after leaving a marriage that didn't work out, why wouldn't we want to use that information to help us really choose something? Because when I chose my marriage, I was in my twenties yeah. and like that girl, she was sweet, but she had no clue what was going on. I'm grateful for everything because I had yeah. these beautiful children, but at the same time, I know so much more today. So that's almost like an empowering thing for your clients that they get to honor what they know. Oh, absolutely. And I love honestly working with divorcees because I feel like there's so much love and like life to give and they have been into like a very dark place and it helps them come to the table with, this is what I want. This is who I am. I hope we can work it out, but if not, I'm still this person and I wish you the best of luck. Yes. Um, so yeah, I, I love working with my clients. <laughs> so said the, um, that what would be okay, what they could concede to, was there another part of the fourth? Yeah, so so the fourth part, we are either doing a mock date if they're not ready, or they're going out, going on a date, and we're kind of evaluating everything together. Um, we're speaking about how to approach women during COVID that feels like safe. We're talking about consent. We're talking about how to bring up important subjects without seeming um, aggressive, so anything in all dating. I want to ask you, obviously for my listeners, we are all divorcees with children who, and we don't want to mess up our children. And so mm -hmm. the thing I've gotten to see on the inside is how choosing the next partner can really affect that co-parenting relationship and our children. And so one of the things I do with my clients is really sit down and talk about when you're in your next relationship, these are things you really want to have taken care of ahead of time with you and your co-parent. So it's just established. So do you have any time or space for the clients to say, 
are there any things that you and your co-parent have decided or that you want your, your new partner potentially to know about so when they come in, they can understand this is how we do things and I just want you to know so there's not an issue or confusion? Yeah, absolutely. Um, at the end of the day, especially my, my clients with children, the most important thing is security for the children. Um, and so that can look like a lot of different things, but if you can't get along with your ex on a personal level, it can just be civil and business-like, but at the end of the day, you guys are both there for your children. Um, so as far as introducing significant others, um, I don't have a time frame that I recommend for that, but what I usually go by the golden rule is don't introduce a significant other if they're not significant yet. And so that can mean a lot of different things, but for your child, if you're introducing to someone too early and then they're no longer there, that's, that causes so much confusion. Another loss. Yeah, right? absolutely. And, and one of the things I have in my, um, I do share parenting plan. Like I don't, not in the legal sense, but we sit down and we go over the nuts and bolts of yeah. what you should definitely make sure is in there. Mm -hmm. A lot. I can't even tell you, I don't even know any divorced couple that's not addressing in their document when and how to introduce a significant other so yeah. that's something that's really important and can be a super hot button issue yeah. you don't want to bring a new person in and cause all this drama if you're not like respecting what was decided so for me I think like one of the things that's really empowering especially for men um, which is something I'm excited to talk to you about mm -hmm. is to give them the permission to tell the new partner I'm excited to have a relationship with you and I can't wait to see where this goes, but I need you to understand that my children are first. And that just means that I get along really well with their mother or father, whatever the partnership is. And it doesn't mean that there's any threat to you, but I want you to understand this is never going to change. And what it looks like is we do these things and it is not air quote normal for a lot of people to see divorces that get along, but that is hopefully going to change. Yeah. And I think that, that actually weeds out a lot of partnerships that could potentially be toxic. If the new person is like, I don't want you to like go to her house for dinner. Because for me, that would be like a big red flag. Like you can't handle me going to my, you know what I mean? Yeah. I have that as one of my red flags for my clients that if someone's being over possessive or controlling, and especially if you have an ex with children, um, that you do have a, a, a civil relationship with that person's pretty much taking the trash out for you, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, I mean, it's complicated enough to co-parent, but then with a new partner that wants to be the sole matriarch. That's not the way that a blended household works. Um, so it's something I think, especially as you said, um, when you're coming to the table with a new relationship and saying, this is the plan, I think hopefully that person will be able to respect what you and your ex have figured out for your family. And if they can't, I also think it's okay. Like you said, when we're at this place in our life, we can say like, Hey, totally get it. It's just not going to work for us because this is a non-negotiable, like, yeah. you know what I mean? So, and I've seen that a lot. Um, you mentioned when I was reading about your awesome, your, I love what you're doing. You said that there's five things every man should do before dating and after a divorce. Yes. Um, so I mentioned dating someone the complete opposite of your ex. I love that. <laughs> when you um, say complete opposite, are you just talking about like how they look or how they act or what they do? Yeah. Um, I'm mainly um, speaking about 
their personality. Okay. Um, it could be a difference in looks too, um, but mainly just to kind of explore a different side of yourself. Cause as we spoke about, people are not one dimensional. Also individuals change a lot. And so your likes and your dislikes may have changed and the person for you might look or act completely different than your ex. And I think, as I said, this is a time to reevaluate. Yeah. And so have fun with it. <laughs> I'm excited about that. Okay. So explore. So you want someone completely opposite, try something new. What else? Um, I had it for travel. Um, so before, um, I would say travel wherever you can, obviously now with COVID, um, I'm just recommending that if possible to get a little solo time, like away from your normal stuff, whether it's camping or just like a weekend in a different town where you're kind of like, disconnecting and finding yourself because I was saying like the best way to find yourself is to get lost and it kind of helps you figure out who you are so I love that idea because we need to get quiet with ourselves and uninterrupted away from all of everything and figure out like what we are what we want absolutely what so else solo you travel yeah um I have get a new hobby it's really easy, I think, as adults and as parents and as partners to kind of lose ourselves. And you you feel like you're living to work and then you have these family obligations and you're not kind of doing anything to like grow within yourself. And so I say to get a new hobby or to double down with an old one. Um, anything, whether it's learning a new language, whether it's like brewing beer, whether it's like mountain biking, just do something for you. Do you ever have to like give them ideas? Cause they're like, I have no idea what you're even talking about. Oh yeah. I give a, I give a plethora of ideas. Cause honestly, like if I tell them to go start yoga, they'll be like, I'm not going to go start yoga. Right. <laughs> I love this. What's number four. Yeah. Um, spending more time with friends and family, which is obviously a given, but I think it's easy to, um, to not be fully present when we're, when we're like with friends and family. So just to like be more present with them. And um, the last thing is to create an accountability plan. And this is to kind of um, acknowledge that <clears throat> your breakup, although it might not be solely you, it is, it is also a part of you. And so the more that you're being real and truthful with uh, yourself and the issues that you had in your last relationships, the better it will be and easier for you to heal and not make that same. Because I don't, I truly don't believe that there's always a one-sided uh, breakup. No, I don't either. I a hundred percent. I love that. And taking ownership because that's sexy. Like how sexy is it to hear a man say, look, it was not all one person's fault. We all played a part in it because that doesn't make any sense. Like no, no. If I was sitting across from somebody, whether virtually or at a table and they were just like, no, she's the problem. I'd be like, oh, red flag, right, right, red flag, red flag. Um, yeah, I agree 100%. I love that. Tell me the difference between confidence and cocky. Um, the difference between confidence and cocky is vulnerability. Um, I love confidence that. is someone um, that is willing to open up and be honest. Like you said, um, there's sexiness in being uh, upfront and an honest human being. Um, and cocky is kind of more showboating, like peacocking. Um, yeah. I think that a lot of men think that women only want very Casanova, um, like Italian stallion playboys. And um, at the end of the day, I think there's nothing more sexy than like vulnerability, someone to communicate with you, to tell you what they're thinking. They don't have to agree with you all the time. Um, and so that's what's 
what's the make or break of it? I love that. <laughs> Do you know the, the app 36 questions? No, I don't. So you need to add it to your toolbox for okay. dates, whether okay. virtual will be perfect for this. So it's free. It's amazing. It was um, supposedly designed by scientists that wanted to prove that if you created a number of questions in a certain series and you spend a certain amount of time with two people, whether they were strangers or they knew each other, that you could create intimacy, whether okay. that's just friendship or intimate intimacy. And so it's an app and basically it's free and it has like the first question, let's say I'm on a date with you. I ask you a question, like if you could go to dinner with anybody in the world, who would it be? Mm -hmm. You answer. And then you ask me that question and then you swipe and you could both have the app and you swipe and then you ask the next first question back and forth. Okay. And the only rule I always tell people is you're not allowed to say, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And you can't judge anyone's answer. You just, but you get to know each other without having to try to think of ideas. Mm -hmm. And the questions, are, some are like basic and some go deep, but what it does is you get to really know somebody and it yep. could take, you could do it over two dates. I mean, it could take hours. That's fun. That's a great conversation. I, it I love it. Me, I have a, one of my icebreakers for my clients is if they're not sure what to talk about, I tell them to, um, ask them for like an embarrassing story from high school, but my client's embarrassing story needs to be more embarrassing. <laughs> I love that. So they have to already have one that they know they're going to share. Right. Yeah. Cause it's far enough to like remove, to not be like, I uh, did this yesterday. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. So but like in that app, they'll like lead you there, but awesome. you'll start off kind of like with more gentle ones. So you're not like, you know, but it really is great because you're so right. What, I think all of us want, regardless of our gender, is someone who's willing to be vulnerable and honest and show up. Yeah. And then we get to know who they are and we get to take our own time and figure out if it's right for us. Yeah. So speaking of that, tell me what your um, coaching philosophy is on sex and becoming exclusive. Yeah, um, so that's different for each couple, obviously. Um, I think that typically for like making the first move, I would like to usually tell my clients to kind of feel the, feel the girl's intuition out and to, in order to make sure that there's consent and there's no like muddiment of it to have a verbal statement of, I would like to have sex or something of that nature because otherwise there's this air, this gray area. Um, becoming exclusive, I actually tell my clients um, to get tested together, which I feel like some people might have um, a raised eyebrow to, but I don't think there's anything more sexy um, to some women to say, for a man to say, I would like to be exclusive with you, not use, I don't know, maybe condom, but um, to, to, be, to be only with each other. And to do that, like to show that together is kind of just like a, a nice. I love that. Yeah, I do too. I love that. I mean, <laughs> you're just going to pile on the vulnerable. Like, let's just go for it. Let's just, yeah. let's just get real. Right. I love that. Um, what are the questions that we need to be paying attention to if we want to be well matched? Yeah. I mean, openness is one thing. I think after you, you do the self-reflection and the self-work saying, what you want, um, what you're willing to accept and what you're not willing to accept. 
And also if you're there for more than just sexual attraction, because um, you need to prioritize what you need to, to pick a partner who can also be there for that. How do you know when you're ready for a new relationship? That's a great question. <laughs> um, I mean, as you know, it's different for everybody. I think that after you do some self-work, you need to take your time. Um, I think that there's nothing wrong with meeting different people and chatting with different people. But um, say, for instance, I have a client who just finalized his divorce last week. And our first session, he spoke 40 minutes straight about his ex-wife. And I told him that we needed to take a step back because there are certain things that you cannot grow without putting the work in. Um, so you need to take a step back and, and, and handle that first. So what does that look like for you when you tell him he needs to handle it? Well, I say it in a, a nicer way. <laughs> right. I don't. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm a, in the ring coach. So I'm like, we need to handle this shit. Like, so, so yeah. how do you do it? And what does that look like? So I think prioritizing um, our needs and wants and also identifying what they felt like was missing from their previous relationship. Um, what they felt, felt like they brought to the table and what the other person didn't will help them identify their type, what they're looking for in order to not make that same mistake again. I love that. It also is like a big aha moment for a lot of my clients because that's when they realize I do have a type. They are like this person. They are like, say, for example, withholding emotional um, attachment from me or, or acting cold. So. I love this. I'm getting so many ideas of how we're going to collaborate. I'm like, so because I get to send people to you when they're ready. Right. Mm -hmm. And my last question, because I probably could keep talking to you about this topic for a long time, <laughs> is are there any red flags that all of us should be looking for post-divorce who have children should be looking for when seeking a new partner. 100%. So as we know, bad, mouth, bad mouthing an ex is, um, is a no-go. If that person speaks poorly about their ex, there's probably a lot of hostility and hidden resentment. Um, someone who's extremely jealous, um, whether it's men or women. Um, someone who kind of pushes you or tries to rush things and have you lock down a relationship too quickly. I think that respecting someone's pace is a huge, um, I love that huge thing. Um, I've had a lot of clients have issues with like codependency, um, and kind of, um, jumping from one relationship to the other and having that one person be your end all be all is not good. And Can I you think give me an example of what that looks like. Yeah. So for example, I had a client that was in a 12 year marriage and, um, as I mentioned before, a lot of men use sex as a way of feeling validated again. Um, and so he ended up rebounding and then pretty much having a relationship a few weeks after the divorce. And so that was something that they were filling their void of lack of intimacy physically and emotionally with this new person when in actuality you're carrying all of your baggage. Um, so that's just something that's really important to address. But I think um, men are, as you know, men are taught from like a young age to not express vulnerability, to not express emotions that they should 
man up and not cry. Don't talk about it. You should walk it off. And so women, when we get into relationships with these men, we're like, why aren't you communicating your issues? Why aren't you talking to me about this? Why don't you open up? Well, it's because we've, we've bred these, <laughs> these men to, to show this type of masculinity um, to, to not be able to open up. So us as women need to give men the space to be vulnerable. And so whether you're in a marriage or in a relationship, us as women need to be more proactive about that. Yeah. And, and maybe lead by example, but not in a way that is pressuring them, but by creating a space that's safe enough where they feel like they can do that. Absolutely. A lot of that all sounds like I just hear the word time, 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 like take some time. Here's the deal. We don't need to hurry up and get married so we can have babies. Like there is no rush right now at this point. So take time to get to, I mean, think about all the the relationships we've had in our life and how, if we would have only known them longer and gotten to see different phases of life or how you deal with certain stressors. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I love your red flags because they're mine too. And I think it's going to create some really healthy relationships out there. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited about that. Thank you. So (laughs) how can people find you? Yeah. Well, you can find me at datingafterdivorce.com. I'm on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, or you can email me personally at jade at datingafterdivorce.com. I am so excited. I will include all of that in the episode notes. You are doing wonderful work. I can't wait to continue connecting and I'm grateful for your time. Thank you. Me too. For any listeners who would like to go deeper into my story, check out my memoir, Seconds and Inches, available in paperback, audio, or digital. Regardless of how we find ourselves in the world of divorce, the one thing we have complete control over is how we behave from here on out. We have two choices. One is to remain stuck in the stories, the anger and pain. And the other is to take a breath, adjust our sail to the wind, and work harder than ever before to create a new story for our children, for ourselves, and for the world around us. It's your choice, your work, but I'll be in your corner. Welcome to In Your Corner Divorce Podcast. My name is Carly Israel, and I am your host. On Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, and IndieBound. Remember, we get to write this next chapter for our kids, for ourselves, and for the world around us. Have a great day.